this thing on. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Hello, all you beautiful bitches out there. (laughs) I hope you're having a wonderful motherfucking Monday. Welcome back for another episode of Mixed Opinions. I hope everyone's having a great Monday. At whatever point you're in your Monday, morning, afternoon, evening, middle of your work day. Fun shit, right? I... I'm actually recording after getting home from Beaufort, South Carolina to see my sister and my beautiful niece and my brother-in-law. I spent the weekend down there with my son and my grandmother and one of my younger cousins. We had a blast. Unfortunately, so I was going to have Lexi on, just so you guys know, I was going to have Lexi on and let her touch base with you guys, tell everyone hello. We could get an update on her second pregnancy. And unfortunately, she has been having migraines with this pregnancy, so she did not feel like getting on a mic after we had spent all day, like, chilling, hanging out on the beach and stuff like that. So, you got me by myself instead. (laughs) And this week, I decided to talk about some questions that popped up on the Wisdom app. So, what is the Wisdom app, Kenzie? Well... The Wisdom app is fairly new from what I'm understanding, and I'm on the Wisdom app if you guys want to follow me. What it's used for is you get to ask questions either to a specific person, I believe, or randomly, and people answer them with audiograms. It's actually really cool. The questions tend to be really thoughtful when I have spare time and I'm able to get on there. I actually really enjoy it. It's nice, honestly, to hear different people's answers. And I've had a couple of answers that I felt like were really good myself. So if you have time, get on the Wisdom app, follow me, or just start one yourself. It's it's really cool, like I said. Anyway, so when I was on the Wisdom app, I saw some questions pop up, and I believe they were by the same person. And the two questions that I'm going to address on the podcast are the following. One, should women date if they're unemployed? And the second question was, should women look to men as being the providers and protectors of their home? So, on Wisdom, you have... 60 seconds to record your answer, and me being who I am, I didn't think I could answer those questions in 60 seconds. I also wanted to take the time to kind of respond and not react to them. So I messaged my mans, and I got him to give me his feedback on the questions, and we're going to dive into that. So let's get started. Previously, the first question I want to go over is Should women date while they are unemployed? Now, 
I'm sure you guys could only imagine my initial response to this. Why the fuck does this question just say women? Why the fuck does this question not just say should people date while being unemployed? (laughs) I'm over here like what kind of heterosexual misogynistic bullshit is this? Okay, like what dumbass? Anyway, (laughs) I was just like what the fuck? So... After that initial reaction, I was like, wait, maybe there is a woman that actually needs this question to be answered. Maybe she has a reason for unemployment other than she is just lazy, right? Because I think that's the way I just initially took it is like, okay, should a woman mooch off a man? Should a woman just depend on a man purely financially? Well, the answer for me is no, because I don't believe that anyone should depend on another person for financial stability. That's how I feel. I've watched too many people get left behind I guess without any options from doing that and so just me personally I think divorce rates are too fucking high (laughs) for anyone to do that like that's that's really how I feel so then I also started thinking well wait my man came to me and was like while you're going back to college why don't you let me support you? He saw that I was bettering myself and he was like, I can help you out financially. Now, obviously that relationship was already pre-established. So yes, that's a little bit different. But my point is, is there's plenty of situations where the woman is at home or pursuing her passion in a different way that causes her to be unemployed for a short amount of time or for a long amount of time for instance I was in college for three years right I went back to a four-year and for three years to get my four-year degree and so he was volunteering himself to take care of me and provide for me while I was in college and that was kind the same way I feel like a good husband or a good wife would, or a good partner in life, whether you're married or not, would say yes. Like, if you need to be unemployed for a little while to pursue your passions or to get your new form of revenue going, like, i.e. starting a business or something of that nature, then yeah, they're, you know, that's just a part of it. That's a part of being a good partner and understanding that, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd be there for you. But if we're just talking about should a woman date and begin a new relationship while being unemployed, I'm going to read you my man's response. And I liked it. I'm not the type of woman who would date unemployed. But when I asked him those questions and he gave me his answer, I was like, okay. He said, I don't think realistically you should have a job to be able to date. And I was like, ooh, I like that. But most people in the dating world want someone with a job just because it shows a lot about a person. But if that person is having a hard time and still wanting to date, he said, I don't see any problem with that. I agree. I don't think you have to have a job to date. I think that it's all about where your priorities are, though. So maybe you get yourself out there 
and in the dating world. I don't know what type of man you're going to get, right? I don't know what, how it's going to be received because I think that if a man come to me and was like, okay, I'm unemployed right now and they can't give me a solid reason for it, like they've literally just been living at home in between jobs for over six months. They don't know what they're doing next. They don't have a passion that they're necessarily pursuing. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, I don't know. I'm not going to respond to that. Well, I'm probably, there's probably not going to be a second date. I would be wondering where they got the money from to pay for dinner if they were even able to pay for dinner. So being on the opposite side of that, like if I was a woman and I went on a date and I was unemployed I think most women, myself included, even though I'm like, oh, yes, I want a partnership. I want things to be equal. I feel like a man should pay for dinner on our first date. I think that the splitting of things comes later. But typically, a man's man, whatever that means, right? A man's man is not going to allow a woman to pay for the first dinner date right? Or the first date act, whatever first date activities there are, typically a man's man isn't going to allow that. I will say I like a man's man, right? Don't ask me to divine what that is. That's something that I'd honestly have to think about. But preferentially, I want a man that's going to pay for my dinner on the first date. We divvy things up later on down the road that's how I feel about it. I find that most women feel the same way, at least within my age group. It seems to be unattractive to men when a woman wants to fight for the bill or pays casually while he's at dinner. It seems emasculating or not seems like I've had men tell me no Kenzo. Like when I've been in the dating world and I have male friends, they're like no Kenzo. Like just let the guy pay. So that's based off male feedback. But anyway, so for a woman to not have a job, I do think that, you know, you're not going to see issues on the first couple of dates, but you should be transparent about it. I do think that if you don't have a job, it should come up. Most people talk about what their job is within the first date. So don't lie about that shit. Like obviously be open about it and honest. Hopefully you have a good answer, right? Because anybody could be, like my man said, going through a tough time or starting a new career or back in college. And you shouldn't think that whatever situation you're in is embarrassing so long as you have a plan. Personally, I would say if you don't have a plan, you probably shouldn't be dating. This is why. Priorities. I think that if you are dating and you do not have a job, you do not have your priorities right. For you to expect any any woman almost and any man, really, anybody to expect another person to completely take care of them in their adult life is irrational. People's feelings change about you really easily. Outside of that, what if something bad happens to your to your person um, or your lover? Like if you're not married, what if something bad happens to that person accidentally? I mean, I hate to say it, but tragedies happen every day. You always should have a backup plan. 
your job should be a part of that backup plan. It should be a part of your plan, your everyday life. There should always be some sort of steady source of income coming in. And I mean, maybe your arrangement with your partner is that you get a certain allowance. That's okay, but you should not be going and blowing that allowance. You should be tucking some of it back. That is what an adult does. They save, they prioritize, and they have backup plans, period. That, that's what being an adult is. So I love my man's answer. I don't necessarily think that having a job is a prerequisite to being in a relationship. However, if you are unemployed, I do think it says a lot about you as an individual. I think that if you do not have a plan, you should probably not be dating. I think that dating should be lower on your list of priorities. I think that being able to provide yourself as an adult should be the number one priority, especially if you have kids, right? I think that single moms that have children that would rather find themselves a man or be looking, be on the hunt looking for a man constantly than finding themselves a stable job. Like, to me, that's unattractive. I think that if you have a child or two children or three children and you have a job, you have a home for your kids, then you're going to attract a man that is reflective of your stability and your priorities. And that's really important. A stable woman draws in a stable man. Basically, if you have chaos in your life, the person that you get is going to reflect that. Chaos breeds chaos, right? So get your shit in order before you get out into the dating world. Now, I will also say this. The New York Times, and this is my sassy, independent, strong bitch that's coming out right now. The New York Times released an article three days ago approximately, stating that there are more single women in the United States of America that own homes than there are men. (laughs) So I will say this. At the end of the day, I don't know if this issue is really a woman's issue. And please understand, I truly fucking enjoyed saying that shit. (laughs) I do know just as many men, and I have seen just as many men, date irresponsibly. And I say irresponsibly, meaning they don't have their priorities in order before they hit the dating field. And they don't have a plan ready, right? I have seen that happen in just as many cases with men as women. I don't necessarily think that this is just a woman's issue. Because it is not just a woman's issue. And if you don't believe me, read the New York Times article. If you type in New York Times single women homeowners, it'll pop up in your browser. Now, they give a whole lot of reasons about why this may be. But either way, reading that lets me know that women have their priorities together more than men. We also tend to spend less for homes than men do and are willing to make more financial sacrifices to make that happen, right? So we're going to sacrifice more to buy ourselves a home than what single men would. So there's that, you know, 
I would say maybe in general for this person that posted the wisdom question, instead of making it a sexist issue in general, you should probably post the question out there so that you can hear all sides. Because I think like that, I think all encompassing answers are more productive. But what am I? I'm just a woman. So, the next question was, should women look to men to be household providers and protectors? I love this question. It's not, it was asked by the same person on Wisdom, and I don't, I didn't get offended by that one. I was just like, okay, even though I didn't like his, I'm assuming it's a him. I didn't really look into their page, but even though this person seemed to be a little bit arrogant, misogynistic, I was like, you know what? This is a good question. So I'm going to go back to my man's answer because I loved his response for this one. He said, I think that in general, women look to men for strength and support, sometimes not just for providing or protecting, but... I feel that women like to feel secure. And my response to him with that was like, yes, like I agree with that completely. I love how he stated, I think that they look to men for strength and support, but not necessarily just for providing and protecting. And that was beautiful to me. I don't even think he understood how well-rounded that answer was because yes like we don't look to men to be the sole provider for for a home right um and in a relationship I think that kind of goes back to the whole unemployed dating thing but we do look to men to be providers whether it's a spiritual provider, a financial provider, a father figure, and someone who can guide our household and our children, right? That that's still a that's still something that men are providing. They are forces of nature, just like women are, especially if you have a strong man. And we're not just looking for men to be physically strong, right? Like we want them to be intellectually strong, a strong financial provider. That doesn't mean they're the sole provider of a household, right? And I think that takes it back to the dating unemployed question. But it's all a part of the strength, spiritually, emotionally, like strong, holistically, not from just a physicality standpoint. Now, if I have a man in bed with me and I hear something at the door, I'm going to, me being the fucking strong, ferocious ass bitch that I am, I'm still going to wake him and ask him, baby, I think somebody's at the door can you go to the door I'm five foot three and approximately 160 pounds I think don't judge me (laughs) and 
my man's is six foot three, 200 pounds. It doesn't matter. He could be five foot three and 160 pounds. I'm still going to ask him to go to the door. In general, men do have this presence that a woman doesn't necessarily have and my friend O'Shea would be like yes bitch I've had this conversation with you a hundred times and you tend to disagree and it's not that I disagree it's this is where I tend to be like yes maybe O'Shea but a woman has a presence too now what I mean by that is me and my man do not live together, so am I going to shy away from picking up a baseball bat and heading to that door just because I live alone? No, I'm not. That's what I mean. But if there is a man present in my household, I expect, I do, I expect him to go to that door and want to protect his home, to protect his family. Not that I won't protect him. I'm going to be right behind him. But it is a different presence that a man is going to have in a situation like that than a woman will have. So should they be a protector? Do we expect that? I think that we do. I think that as far as providing, I think, yes, we also expect them to be providers. You have to plan to rise to the occasion, though, if you are single or if you are widowed. Like, you can't just expect somebody else to come in and want to provide and protect for your home immediately. Finding the right person to want to do all of those things for you and your family, it, it might take time right? It, it might not be something that you're able to find in six months, a year, two years. You might be hunting for the right protector of your home for another half of a decade. That should not discourage you. You should be constantly building yourself up, constantly growing, constantly adapting to being by yourself. That way, when you have someone, you are this strong, independent woman that knows how to allow someone in their life to help them grow further. Someone who can add to you and not be your only source of strength. That's my point. I don't think that women and men necessarily need each other. I think that I need, not I think, like we need oxygen, we need food, we need water, right? If it come down to a person I felt like I needed to survive, it would be my child. But a spouse or a partner, I don't think that we need them. Yes, okay, I understand. We need each other to continue the human race, right? All right, I got that, okay? Like, I'm not ignorant. But if you run around acting like a partner is someone you need, the same way you need air, the same way you need to breathe, then I think that leaves room for snap judgments and mistakes when picking a partner. Because if I felt like I was about to die of dehydration, I might not look and notice that I'm drinking brackish water, right? I might just run to the first water source and realize too late because I'm in a hurry to get something to drink that I just drank something that was not good for my body, something that might poison me. That's what happens, I think, when people tell themselves that they need a partner, 
I think that's what happens when women tell themselves that they need a man to provide for their home, that they need a man to give them strength. I had friends and they're, if they ever listen, they're going to know exactly who they are. For example, I had friends that didn't want to travel out of town because they didn't have a man to go with them. Like it was going to be us three girls and we weren't girls. I, I was 20 eight me and my me and one of my friends was 28 the other one I believe was 32 and they were like no I don't want to go out of town like we don't have a man with us I'm anxious I'm nervous I feel like something bad's gonna happen why are you planning on walking naked down the worst street in Miami because that's where we're going to Miami I was like barring that you do research. You make sure you go to the right places. My father was also down in Florida, about 45 minutes from Miami. We were actually staying with my father, so don't get me started. But now, don't get me wrong. We we ended up going, but there was just this pure anxiety and fear. And what made it even worse is they would have certain men calling them, being like, oh, like, y'all are about to go out of town. You're about to go there. That place is dangerous. This is that. And I'm sitting there like, I have watched someone gets stabbed at a birthday party here in my hometown when I was 20 years old. And you're about to tell me that Miami is dangerous. Everywhere is dangerous. And quite frankly, if somebody came to mug me, do I have a better chance with a man beside me? Maybe, maybe. But nobody's, um, no unarmed person is a match for a gun. Not really, right? If they don't know it's there and they don't have some sort of training, right? No average unarmed person is a match for a gun. So I'm not saying live in fear or anything like that. And I'm not saying, yes, female, like women power, like let's just walk in the streets. However, the fuck. no, I'm saying be smart, right? You should respect the presence of a man if you have one and appreciate it. But if you don't, be smart. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what your life is without one. Don't run around feeling like you need one, want one, and take time to let the right person, the right partner, the right love for you come along. And with that, I hope everyone has a wonderful fucking Monday. I hope that this was able to help some of you. And I hope you all have a wonderful fucking week. Until next time, see ya.